Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, everyone. We are on episode 279. I am Daniel. And that over there, he's on the other side today. That over there. That we talked person about this. over there. Yes, we did. You said to me before, who dis? And I'm not, I'm not dis, I'm dat. Uh-huh. Mm. That is... Oh, I'm Daryl. I'm Daryl. Daryl. This is... That is... Anyway, yes, that is Daryl over there. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining. We have some interesting uh, topics to cover today. Uh, we covered a little bit in the green room, some interesting things, uh, around the Twitter algorithm. So if that interests you, you know, maybe jump in and, and watch the beginning of the show on YouTube. Uh, but thank you for joining. And while you're here, I know Daryl's going to hate this again, but go ahead and give us a thumbs up, smash that subscribe button, uh, so that you can get updates on when we go live and when we post videos. Um, I will give it an update. Someone mentioned last week that there was an issue where we were posting shorts on mm. YouTube and every time we'd post one, everybody was getting a ding, you know, and it was like, God, ah, I already watched the show. And so getting a ding every time there's a subscri- uh, a short maybe isn't the greatest. So we're going to manage that a little better um, so that you don't get, get dings every time we post a short, but uh, only, only um, occasionally. What? Someone uh, was complaining about that. They can't get enough of us, or I, they've had enough of I us. I think they had enough of us. They were like, oh. <sighs> so uh, let's let's get on more people on the train for yeah. uh, being tired of us. And the only <laughs> way that people are going to get tired of us is if you share this episode, this podcast. If you share the audio or video out on the socials, in your emails, however you want to share, you want to print up some postcards or. Uh, business cards, leaflet and hand drops, them out, leaflets, mouse whatever. pads, screensavers. As long it's as it's not like an adoption campaign. I, I let's go for it. So <laughs> yeah. uh, if you want to do that, let us know. Uh, we can help. Anyway, make sure you tag us on the socials at three six five MCS, and so we can amplify you as well. Um, Daryl, is it okay if we go ahead and just start off with? the uh, kind of the headline you know as we go hmm. today can we can we just start off with that and and talk about offline sure. meetings and teams is yeah, it isn't look, teams um, a, a online meeting yes platform? it is okay yes it is uh and i i had to double check the date on this because we did have a another favorite event uh every year when we get all sorts of creativity and chuckles Offline meetings in Microsoft Teams MC535261 was published on the 1st of April. No, it wasn't. Well, it should have been. Um, because that was clickbaity, right? You know, offline meetings in Teams. Fantastic, yes. Uh, does that mean that I don't actually have to attend? Or um, how do we attend no this internet access. offline? <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, it's cached. It's a cached meeting. It's called a downloaded recording, and you can attend it. And oh, actually, we've got something there. This is not what it is. It's actually got nothing to do with attendance so much as it is about um, not adding the Teams meeting link and feature to a appointment. We've been able to go into a, our calendar in Teams uh, on the desktop on a mobile. 
And whenever we create a meeting, by default, every um, time entry in that calendar, in everything that's created there, has a Teams meeting added to it. Uh, now we're going to be able to add regular old appointments, offline meetings, <laughs> or also known as appointments, um, for uh, within the Teams app. So it's just, you know, I guess one step more along uh, to, to not using email for calendar management, although I, I think people still will because it's got a lot of cool features. Um, well, yeah, so that's that's about it, Daniel. It's it's quite a short one, but as I said, it felt a bit clickbaity. Um, would you find this useful? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those features that Teams calendars has had or lacked from Outlook calendars, which is I want to create a hold on my calendar. Um, I want to have focus time. I mean, I just watched a, a video about how setting aside time to actually do your tasks is one of the biggest productivity, if not the number one productivity tool yeah. for those that are um, those high performers. But we haven't been able to do that in Teams, except for we would create a meeting and, and it would have a Teams meeting. What you know? So mm. I think um, my personal opinion is that I would like the Teams calendar interface to look a lot more like the calendaring in Outlook. That's just my opinion. Um, and so this is one of those features. So I'm, I'm glad. Why not even bring the Outlook calendar into Teams? I don't have a, I don't have a reason why they shouldn't. In my mind, hmm. I know there's probably one, but I just feel like, wouldn't it be great to just take that and put it as the Teams calendaring experience? Now, there's going to have to be additions, right? Yeah. Meeting settings and, you know, webinar Puzzles. things. And I, I get it, but wouldn't it be great just to say, here it is. This looks yeah. like Outlook. Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> so, yep, yep. Um, so that is uh, going to be rolling out late May to standard release GCC High, GCC DoD Department of Defense. Mm. We'll begin rolling out uh, early July. Um, no impact? Nah, it's going to be impact. Like when someone's in Teams and they want to say dentist appointments. But they don't want to be inviting people to that. Oh, and my favorite, Daniel, is when people book out of office and they leave like the Teams meeting link in there because it's an automatic thing. And I'm, I always reply with a smart ass comment. I mean, smart Alec comment like, um, "Am I? Is this going to be a live streamed holiday or something? I mean, can we can we join or maybe not?" Um, well, Daniel, uh, I, I want to. Um, I left this next one to you. Because I, I felt like if I had covered this message, it would not come across genuinely, uh, given that I don't spend a lot of time on this product. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Daniel? <laughs> I think you're a genuine person. And I, it, I think it's okay that you cover things that maybe you don't use all often. However, At all. I, okay. However, I will take it. This is Pen Workspaces is now available. MC534307. Now, if you didn't pay attention to the service, um, you know, the, the service column showing you that this was about Power BI, you would go, what workspace? What are you talking about? Because mm. we have other kinds of workspaces. This is Power BI workspaces, which if you are familiar with Power BI, this is where you uh, kind of containerize your content. It is where your data sets are. It's where your reports are. It's where... Um, where you do your dashboards, it's all in a workspace. 
And so you're given a my workspace by default and then other workspaces. And that's where you kind of manage content to share with others. Well, now uh, you're able to pin your workspaces, uh, just like you can pin things in Teams, for instance. You can pin a team to where it shows at the top. Same thing for workspaces here. So those that you normally, maybe you have dozens and dozens of workspaces, uh, but you only use two or three regularly, you can go ahead and pin those so you can get easy access to those. Um, so this will be rolling out and it completed by early April, which is, you know, now-ish uh, for everybody. And, you know, this, it's pretty simple, uh, easy to do. Uh, even I figured it out on the first time. Uh, it's in my targeted release tenant now already. So uh, I don't think there's going to be any issues here with people having a hard time figuring this one out. Um, however, uh, it is simply you right click on it and there'll be a pen. You can pen it and it shows up. And when you're done with it, you right click on it and it says unpin. And then it, guess what? It unpins it. So. <laughs> simple right I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I th it's it's a sim very simple update however i think it's very important for the organizational behaviors yeah. of those yeah. that are using power bi certainly kind of a long so, time coming right because we've yes, been able to absolutely. pin things in all sorts of places absolutely so let's uh keep moving along and daryl i'd like to talk about topics um, yeah me too where, me too i like topics where can i find uh, people who are experts in topics like what how can i do this well what you do is you turn to the person next to you and you say do you know anyone who knows about <laughs> well, there's I mean, no that, one here <laughs> no let's dive into that ugly 50 layer org chart and try and figure out who we should talk to here um no we use microsoft topics if you've got that enabled in your environment and and I'll just say something quickly here too. Like, sure, it's um, it is an additional product, but I think out of all the Viva ones, uh, I, I think this would be my next pick to enable and make that suite um, actually worth it because of the time that you might save in this very scenario. So, uh, Microsoft Viva displaying or display connected topics on people profile cards now available. Dub dub. That's worldwide. I had to ask Daniel that in our preparation because I wasn't sure. Uh, but uh, picture this. You are um, sort of looking at someone's profile card for some reason, maybe looking for their contact details, and you see, oh, ha, well, check it out. They're an expert in this topic. Um, maybe I'll check out and see what they have contributed to that topic, or I know that for next time I'll ask them about this. Um, so back to your question, Daniel, uh, how would I find someone who knows about a topic? That's kind of the, the reverse end of that search where we search for the topic and then we go, ah, you know, these are the people that have been associated as subject matter experts with this topic. But the feature here is kind of the, the reverse of that where I'm looking at someone's contact card and I see, oh, they're an expert in this, so well, I'll remember to ask them next time. Um, so this, Daniel, it's available in... Um, Outlook and other web apps. Uh, now that means that it's not available necessarily on other desktop apps, um, and it's all about you know preventing pre displaying the the contact card with that content. I'm sure it'll catch up eventually. Um, 
it's uh yeah and from those those contact cards too i think you can click through to the topic so you know if i was looking at your card daniel in our organization it's like this he knows all about sharepoint he knows all about um uh, getting started with viva so i'll click on that topic and um go through to see the content that you may have contributed to yep absolutely i i feel yeah. like that is a key component in understanding not just who this person is but what they what they know and what their experience is uh, for those organizations that are using topics this is this is perfect right i i'm looking at someone i see you know their title department great some of their content you know that i have access to but what are those topics that they're experts in and mm. i think this is a, a great um addition to the profile card well, one thing I just noticed here too in the message um, mm -hmm. that it will appear on the people profile card in a, as a SharePoint web part. So I'm building an intranet at the moment, and mm -hmm. we're you know using SharePoint sites to represent a, a business group and sort of saying who they are and what they do, and that's perfect, right? Here's the business group, here's the people that work in there, and the various different things, and just hover over them and see the topics that they're uh, contributing to. Anyway, um, so. Whoops, what was that? Oh, I just wiped away my you wiped view it. of my messages. Um, oh. We were getting ready to. <laughs> That's amazing. To, um, we're going to talk about some improvements. Yeah, you might want to improve my behavior with uh, the back button. <laughs> I love yeah. it. This is improvements to at mentioning behavior on Viva Engage, MC5347364. And uh, first of all, there are no screenshots on this message. Okay. Aww. Second of all, there's no help or content around a blog post Aww. or support page. We just get words and no links. Except, well, there's a roadmap link, but it doesn't bring any value whatsoever. So, yeah, go ahead and click that thumbs down button, everybody, and say, this does not help me prepare for change and say, hey, I need some information. That's what I'm going to do. So what now back to the actual intent to this message. Uh, this is um, when using Engage now we and remember Engage is what Yammer is being renamed to, right? Rebranded. So this message is all about. Uh, when I'm at mentioning someone, I'm not going to have to actually at mention them. I can just use their first name, last name, and it'll do a search for me. Now, uh, I think the service that I've seen this used a lot is actually Facebook. That's the first time I, I think I've seen it. You can, when you're typing a reply to somebody, uh, if you type in, start typing a name, it kind of recognizes that it's a name of your friend or whatever. So this is similar to that i believe hmm. since we have no screenshots or additional information um so this is coming for standard release begin rolling out mid april and completed by late april um it does not have any information about target release so i don't know if, if that's happening or not um or if they're just kind of releasing it to everyone but it seems like that's the case here um so the um, what do you think about this, Daryl, on not having to at mention someone, just kind of typing their name? Is this something that 
you need to let people know about, you know, what, what do you think about adoption here on this? Uh, I mean, we consistently use at mention to mention people. Uh, so that's good. Cause that's the experience across a lot of different products in Microsoft 365. Is this going to be the first of others that will adopt the same thing? Um, I think I would like to see both use, and I'm sure both do use, that you at mention and then you type a name. Um, as you're typing a name and it's suggested, cool, that's fine. But what if you're typing a person's name that also happens to be a noun, um, like Justice? I think Justice is a person's first name. And there are some people's first names that kind of marry up with um, other words you might type. Probably not so frequent. Useful feature? Yep. Um, yeah, I think so. It, it, you're exactly right on the whole, you just have to watch what you're doing, you mm. know, because you might say something and, and actually tag someone you don't mean to. So yep. uh, that should be coming. Uh, I don't have it in my targeted release tenant right now. So again, I don't know what they're doing on schedule wise, but shows that it is happening um, this month uh, for mm. everyone for production. So um, yeah. So let's switch to teams because we haven't talked about teams at all this for this episode. Oh, you're so so right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this this one uh, actually had me guessing. Like, don't we already have this thing already? Microsoft Teams speak of you in Teams meetings. This MC five three four seven four three. No, I was getting confused with you know when you're you're sharing some content and the. Um, or rather when someone speaks and and you know you get the little surround the purple surround that shows who's talking and people get switched around uh, in the gallery that's not it <laughs> yeah i just did something very irish there anyway um after introducing what the feature isn't i'll tell you what the feature is <laughs> um if we scoot on down to our uh, screenshots yes screenshots this time we have uh someone uh, who is currently speaking in the meeting stage, right? So this is where you would would normally present content. And um, that's going to switch around depending on who's talking. Now, it is a view that you change to. Let's uh, maybe just take a closer look at this particular picture. Um, jump on over here. You'll see over in um, our views, we've got gallery together, large speaker view is is this view where I personally choose that as my view uh, so that I can focus on who is speaking. And that's cool because, uh, you know, it means that it's nice and big. It also means, Daniel, that um, it, it prioritizes and renders a higher quality image because, uh, as you probably know too, the uh, gallery images are not an, as high priority as um, shared content, for example. If I'm sharing my screen, that's going to be given more priority. It'll look better. It's higher resolution. Um, and so when you're using Speaker View, this, this will actually follow the same rules. Because they're on the stage, they're going to uh, appear to be whatever resolution uh, they're managing to send uh, via Teams. Could be HD, could be... Um, a little less depends on your internet connection. Um, but Daniel, do you see this being useful for for meetings? Um, and would you change to this view? I absolutely would. I, I'd like to get a 
Um, I like that higher quality image uh, notion mm. of, of being able to see a little bit more in detail, especially if, you know, there's some sort of interaction part, you know, someone's holding something up or whatever. But yeah. it, in, it seems like to me, if someone has the stage, quote unquote, right, they're talking, then it would be great to have that image of that person front and center, larger and um, and high resolution. The biggest thing I think I ha you have to think about here is how is this going to work with content being shared? And I don't mm -hmm. think that's the target here. The target here is people talking and um, being able to you know showcase this in a mm -hmm. way that, mm -hmm. you know. It's good you bring that up because uh, two things. Um, it does actually help that transition from this speaking view through to mm -hmm. content because the stage is already being used. So if you are a speaker and you're about to switch to a shared desktop or uh, PowerPoint Live, for example, that stage is already there. So they say it's they say it's a, a seamless experience. Um, but the other thing about this, it's your personal view. Mm -hmm. And as a presenter or someone facilitating the meeting, I'd actually like to be able to choose this for the view that everyone sees so that we can bring focus to the person who is speaking and then when we go to share content, it's there in the stage. You know, that, I think that would be uh, a next feature request uh, to extend on this. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of kind of useful in terms of uh, being able to you know focus yourself on the the active speaker. Um, was there anything else to say there? No, no, I think that was about it. So that is going to be. Do, 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 do. Targeted release uh, early April, standard release early May, GCC high and DOD in uh, late May. There you have it. Um, awesome. Now, what's next? That's a very good question and one that I think a lot of people should ask. No, I'm just joking. Uh, the next is SharePoint. So this is, uh, I think, an interesting um, and, and very useful functionality sharepoint create pages and news from the sharepoint app bar mc535266 and this is if for those that use the sharepoint app bar which is probably most of you unless you've delayed it um is um going to add a new item and this one guess what people has great screenshots um, I think I know who created this and thank you very much for doing it. Uh, so we're going to be able to click the plus sign and create a new news post or page. And what this is going to do is give you on the current site that you're on, if you have edit permissions, if you have permissions to create content, then it's going to show the current site as something, you know, that you're going to be where you're going to be creating the news. But um, maybe you don't want to create the news there. You want to create it on another site. Well, it's going to show recent sites for you for creating content that you have permission to create content on, as well as the ability to search for a site. So that's great. It's not that, you know, picker where you have to pick and say more, 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 more. You can, <laughs> you can, you can just search and say, I want to create an, this on the legal team site or the what's happening site or whatever. And you can create it there, you know, select the site and create it from, from this window, no matter what site you're on. And this could be on 
as long as you're on, on a SharePoint site, it doesn't matter, right? You can create content, that news or, or page, um, anywhere on any SharePoint site that you have permissions to do that. Uh, so I think you do need to, you know, let your users know about this uh, because I think it will, for those creating content, um, it does, I think it makes it easier. I think it makes their life easier. You don't have to go to that site anymore. You can just say, oh, I need to create a news, go for it right now. Um, hmm. So I think that's that's awesome. So that's going to be rolling out uh, early April, so now-ish, and uh, for target release and for and completed by mid-April and then for standard release late April through mid-May. So again, I am excited about this one um, because I think it's going to make it easier for people to just you know create that information wherever they are. Hmm. Yeah, what do you uh, think? Daniel, I think the natural extension here too, uh, if we're adding it to the app bar, is mm -hmm. adding it to other places. Maybe somewhere in Teams or maybe we're in Outlook. You know how we can start a engage post from Outlook now? Well, hey, I've got an inspiration for a news page. I want to, mm -hmm. instead of typing up this massive email, which I'm going to send to a distribution group, mm -hmm. maybe I want to create a news page. And so I'll do that in the flow of work right there. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So uh, coming soon to a browser near you. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. Daniel, um, have yes. you used the uh, Teams video clip before to communicate a short message in video form to a team member? Absolutely, I have. Yeah? How often do you use it? You like it? I do. I need it to be longer. <laughs> yeah, sort of, right? I think the point here is that um, if it's a short message, a bit like the voice messages, you know, vo voice clips that you can also record your voice. Yeah. Like it's a play button in a chat and like, I can't glance at it quickly and see what it is. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing in a sort of, sort of with, with this feature here that we could create video clips, yeah. but you couldn't really kind of glance and see, okay, well you could see who, but you couldn't read and see what, um, this is a Teams video clip, auto-generated captions. Um, now, the message is updated because it was published last week, and then two days later, they made an adjustment to the timeline, which can happen, does happen. And it's uh, your regular warning to not ignore updated messages in your message center. Could be recent. Could be as recent as this afternoon. Just saying. MC534735. Um, I can see Daniel using that content for uh, a short. I, I can tell. I can tell you cheeky man. No, so um, I, 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 I'll tell you my story. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll on. tell you my story with this. About, go on. Well, it's just that, you know, you're talking about, oh, it needs to be short. I agree with you. However, uh -huh. before I was going to, on a trip, I needed to give an update to my team and, with some instructions. Yep. And it took five clips to do it. Now. I, it was the right method for me. It was the right medium. We were yeah. already had a chat going. We had content in there. It was the right medium to do it. And typing it out did not give inflection. It did not give emphasis. It did, you know, like were you doing it from your phone or your desktop? Desktop. And so okay. doing all that just it didn't give me uh, what I needed. And so it's a minute limit. And so I had to do it five mm. times. And mm. 
uh, it would be nice to be able to extend it. It would be nice to go have a prompt to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't make it this long, mm. <laughs> but let me override it. Anyway, that, that's that's my first. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. Anyway. Um, and that's got me thinking too, like this, maybe it would be great to also share the screen while you're doing that video clip. Mm. If you wanted to quickly share an instruction, it's just a short thing, but you want to add that to chat and mm. not make some meeting out of it that you're going to record. Mm-hmm. Wow, we've gone off off topic, but we're on yes, topic because we there is a genuine need there, and I, I think you, you raised it uh, as a uh, as a good use case too. Um, so the thing about this is that the whole purpose of this message is adding um, audio captions because you know we're looking at these messages, and sometimes or often it is from our phones, and we're checking them out, and uh, you know um, I don't really want to dial up the volume because. It's Daniel telling me that um, I'd better get it right this time when he gives me this instruction. He's not like that. He's not no. like that. No. But, um, yeah, auto captions along the bottom. I can read it. I can see what the message is about. I can see the emotive way that it might be delivered. Get it right this time. Um, and, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Now, um, let's see. Let's see. It's about closing the, the accessibility gap. What is it called? TVC. So here we, if you want to get in the know, the team's team call this the TVC feature. Um, then, uh, yeah, you can download the captions. Only the creator can download the captions and users can delete the captions by delete the video clip. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, um, this is rolling out to targeted release early April, now-ish, uh, previously late March, yeah, so that would be before-ish, uh, in standard <laughs> release rolling out mid-April. Um, and what's our last message, Daniel? I think it's in the SharePoint corner again. Before-ish, I like that. Uh, Microsoft Viva, SharePoint content on office.com, and Edge, new tab page feed shows related viva topics that is a compound sentence or something i don't know it oh yeah it needs some work mc535703 now what this is is yet another message with no screenshots and yet another message with no additional information for us to figure stuff out so Hmm. what i think this is is when you go to office.com, although I'm kind of interested, it's interesting that they said office.com and not Microsoft365.com. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, that uh, feed that you see there of content, you know, stuff that's going on, they're saying here SharePoint content that's going to be shown there that has Viva topics on that content will now have a pill, a topic pill, uh, alongside those items to show you, hey, this this item has these topics in it. Now, of course, this requires topic license. So yes, uh, that is true. But um, I, you know, I think this is great. I really do because the more we see, if you're using topics, you want it to show up in different places. You want it to be used and utilized. So I'm, I'm liking this update. Um, I just wish I knew what it was going to look like um, because there's no screenshots. Mm. Um, but uh, targeted release late March, which was before-ish and expected to complete 
uh, early April, so now-ish. Standard release, early April uh, through mid-April. I will say I went and tested it yesterday and I didn't have information there. So I'm not sure if maybe um, my topic stuff wasn't being picked up or I, I don't know what's going on, but it was not showing up for me. Um, so just to let you know, uh, Daryl is doing a, a quick view of his content and nope don't see anything in there either so i wouldn't be surprised to maybe see a hey this has been updated to kind of mm. delay the rollout but maybe we're just missing something so well um, i think you brought up uh, in our prep that the the feed you know the algorithm there and what it displays it might not actually be displaying based on my activity the kinds of items that would show the pill this mm -hmm. is a, a word document that one of my demo users has been working on but mm -hmm. I mean, I'd like to see the the pill there about a topic that is assigned to a document, but maybe it's not assigned to documents, it's assigned to pages mm -hmm. in SharePoint. Yeah. yeah, don't know. Right. Well, uh, that, that was the show. Thank you for uh, hanging with us all and checking out the various bits and pieces that have changed in the message center over the week. Mm -hmm. There was quite a bit, wasn't there, Daniel? We are selective. Um, and sometimes we don't have a lot to select from, and sometimes we have a lot to select from. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we we try to bring the best quality of information to you um, and just want to remind you that while we are a resource, we want to help you along the way. Make sure you're in there looking at these messages. And if you have questions, tag us at 365MCS along the way. Whether we cover it on the show or not, we're here to help you out. Love to, uh, you know, dive in and, and really figure things out with you. So uh, please let us know. Definitely. So until next time, uh, see you for oof, episode 280 next week. Ooh, yeah. Indeed. See you then. <laughs>